Hello, Metro Augusta. This is Janice Allen Jackson welcoming you to the November 23rd edition of Local Matters, a show designed to make you a more confident voter and a more engaged citizen. Today's show, as always, is brought to you as a service of my consulting firm, and that is Janice Allen Jackson and Associates where we proudly provide services to local government and nonprofit organizations. Please go to the Facebook page of Local Matters Podcast of Georgia if you are on Facebook and follow us if you have not already. The reason you should follow is because every single episode of the Local Matters Podcast is posted there So you can always go there to listen to an episode that you might have missed. And every now and then we have a few extra tidbits there as well. Also, of course, the podcast version is available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Today, we continue our election analysis with former Augusta Commissioner Bill Fanoy. He is our guest and he's going to share his thoughts on a number of issues related to those elections that we just had on November 8th, as well as uh, what is coming up in the future. But before we get to those, we need to cover a few things that have already happened in our community or happening coming up real soon. First, on yesterday, there was a candidate forum for the school board candidates running in the District 2 runoff. Those are incumbent school board president, Charlie Hanna, as well as his challenger, Reverend Larry Fryer. Uh, They were at the Greater Augustus Interfaith Coalition Forum on last night, uh, shared a lot of really good information and insights. That video is available on the Facebook page of Greater Augustus Interfaith Coalition And as well, it is available at the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia Facebook page. So even if you missed it, it's there in its entirety. Please go listen. Also happening today, Wednesday afternoon, 2.30 p.m., uh, there will be a food giveaway at the headquarters of the Greater Augustus Interfaith Coalition. It's located in the old fire station number two on Walton Way across from the medical district. Uh, There'll be a giveaway of collard greens, cornbread, uh, hen, a few other items. Uh, So if you don't have your food yet for Thanksgiving, that's an opportunity to go over and pick up some things. And even if you have yours, you may very well know somebody who doesn't. So please go over there if you can, pick up a basket uh, for some folks and take it uh, to them. Um, because uh, there are a lot of people who are uh, in need of additional food items and that giveaway is there. Again, that starts at 2.30 p.m. on Wednesday, um, uh, November 23rd, which is today. Also, of course, wanted to remind you that early voting will begin shortly for the December 6th runoff. That early voting starts on Sunday, November 27th, November 27th and runs through the end of the week. I believe that's December 2nd. And of course, election day, December 6th, on that ballot in Georgia will be two things. Uh, One, uh, the Senate race between Raphael Warnock and Herschel Walker. And also if you live in Augustus District 2, that school board race will be there. 
Local Matters family, today we are privileged to have the special guest of former Commissioner Bill Fanoy. How are you doing today? So far, so good. Doing pretty good. Uh, great. I am so glad you could join us. Um, I uh, Last week, my guest, in fact, was former Mayor Bob Young. Uh, so I like sort of having our local uh, elected officials who are not currently in office offer their perspective about things that are happening today, because I think you all offer some pretty unique perspective and uh, can encourage us to think about things in a different way. Um, there are several topics we want to hit in today's interview. Uh, we want to talk about the James Brown Arena and its condition. We want to talk some about the U.S. Senate race and how we found ourselves in a runoff for that. And we also want to hit the uh, current status of the Richmond County school system um, now that we're in a runoff for one seat and got the other seats already uh, selected. And then we got another seat that we're going to have to uh, feel later on, sometime later with a special election. So there's a lot going on with the school system. And I think sometimes people don't pay as much attention to what's happening to the school system as, as they should. And one of our purposes here at Local Matters is to help people think through the issues so that they're prepared to get engaged and, and vote. So um, first thing, let's, let's stick with the school system. You know, we had this round, had three contested races, Seems like all of the challengers were saying, hey, we got a broken system. You all have made Fs for just about every school in the system other than the magnet programs. Um, our system is failing. And then we had a group of incumbents to say, hey, but we've been doing some really positive things to improve the system. And we don't necessarily be believe that the F is a reflection of what is happening in Richmond County schools. So Please tell me, where, where do you see this? What, what do you think is happening here? Is there a disconnect? You know, what's going on? Well, um, I, I think that because 80, uh, roughly 85% of the students that attend uh, public schools in Richmond uh, Academy, I mean, in Richmond County, are African-Americans, I, I believe that we need to change uh, the method that we teach African-American children. Uh, what's happening and what's going on in Augusta is not unique. I, I think other cities have been created and have come up with a, a different methodology of teaching our children that's, that's been effective. Um, you know, uh, F is the F, I mean, we could try to justify the elf, but our kids are failing. And this is having a, a, a real negative impact on the uh, potential people that may want to uh, move to Richmond County uh, uh, to live. It's, it's having a, a negative impact on our, on our um, uh, high school graduates that are out looking for jobs or trying to get in the colleges and it also has a a negative impact on our seniors because we need these uh kids working so our social security checks can continue coming in okay and um do we know if any school systems have come up with 
better strategies for educating kids who look like ours? There have been um, um, some pilot programs, I think in Chicago, there have been some pilot programs in uh, Baltimore, Maryland and in the inner city schools. Um, there have been uh, some programs that have addressed at-risk male students, uh, at-risk female students. I, I think we just need to find out uh, what's working in other parts of the country and see how we could tweak that program and make it work here in Richmond County. Okay. That would be my challenge uh, to the school board members that are um, the incumbents and the one that may be there for the, uh, for the first time. Um, thank you for that. Um, we know upcoming on December 6th, I believe it is, I think early voting starts the week before November 28th, uh, we'll have uh, the opportunity to go back to the polls, at least some of us, well, I guess everybody in the state of Georgia will not think about it because the U.S. Senate race is on right, there. Right. And then for the people who live in uh, Richmond County District 2, they'll have the opportunity to choose between Charlie Hanna, the incumbent, and Reverend Larry Fryer, who's challenging him and made the runoff for that seat. Um, generally, for these runoff elections, turnout can be horribly low. Um, what, what do you think? Do you think folks will be energized to go back to the polls this time around? Uh, you know, Voting is, uh, is, to me, an investment in our city, in our neighborhood, and with the school, school board election and our children. And I, I think that uh, too many people have made too many sacrifices in order for us to vote. Um, I, I hear the word burnout when it comes to the uh, elections that are coming up, but but we as a people, I, I believe, cannot afford to be burnt out. Uh, we have got to go to the polls and we have got to vote. Um, and it's, it's so convenient for people to vote now. I just got my uh, application for an absentee ballot in the mail today. Uh, I try to either early vote or uh, uh, a, a vote by mail so that uh, on election day, it might be raining, it, it might be 10 feet of snow. And uh, by early voting, uh, I eliminate all the excuses that I may have for not going to the polls and vote. But we, we have got to go to the polls and vote. And uh, it's true that traditionally, uh, people don't come back uh, after the uh, election and the runoff, but that's not the case. It, it has happened before where we have had more people to come out in the uh, runoff than we had in the um, um, uh, general election. So I'm, that's what I'm looking for, and that's what I'm hoping for. I certainly hope so. I think you used a, a good phrase there. You said 
we got too much at stake to have burnout about this. It's yes. just it's just too important as we talk about the school system and what we need to do to to uh, ensure that African American children do receive high quality education. Um, as well as the U.S. Senate race, uh, Washington seems to get crazier and crazier by the moment, uh, <laughs> looks like there. So there's reason for people to turn out. Um, before we leave the school board, though, I want to hit um, the the tragedy, District 6. Wow. Um, yeah. We um, had an, a young man running unopposed. It was going to be a historic event because he would have been the youngest uh, school board member ever in Richmond County. And now, you know, in the blink of an eye, literally, he's gone. Uh, I think there will be a special election probably in March. Um, looking at the calendar, that may be the, as early as they can do that. Um, do we... Do you see, I haven't heard any names called, do we see that it's going to, people are going to get energized even to run for that office? Um, I haven't heard, uh, but what happened to the young man was a tragedy. Uh, I don't know the circumstances around his death. Um, uh, like you, it would have been an historic uh, moment for the Richmond County Board of Education, um, and 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 I think that an investigation uh, needs to take place to see what what actually happened, uh, what uh, events, a chain of events, led up to this young man wanting to to take his life. Um, to me, he had a, a whole lot going for him. And for this to happen and for us to um, not do a thorough investigation, uh, I think it would be negligence on our part. I, I hope there is, because, you know, there are a lot of rumors and things like that flying around, and I prefer not to buy into any of that until we really know what mm -hmm. what, what happened. But um, very tragic. It seemed like he was very well-loved in the community. I happened to be in uh, Kroger up on Washington Road a few days ago, and I saw somebody wearing a sweatshirt with his image on it. So I know his school family at Cross Creek had uh, a vigil sort of uh, – a thing in tribute to him. So seems like he was a very loved individual. And um and we hate that it turned out that you hate that anybody, you know, ever feels like they don't have any options but to take their own lives. But um this is especially tragic because of the historical significance of what could have been uh with his his run for office. So we got this special election, a runoff election on December 6th, we got a special election on December 20th for those of us who reside in State House District 129. And then probably in March, um, there will be a special election for uh, the District uh, District 6 seat on the school board. So we got a lot of opportunities for folks to get out and exercise their right to vote. And all should be uh, taken advantage of. And all should be taken advantage of. Exactly. I think in the November 8th election, our turnout in Richmond County was around 50, 52%. Um, 
which is, I mean, it sounds good by comparison, but it's a little scary given the magnitude of all those offices that were on the ballot on November the 8th. You, you know, uh, you, you mentioned uh, uh, Precinct 104. Mm -hmm. uh, Precinct 104 have over 2,000 registered uh, African-American voters. Uh, each time that I ran, well, each time that I ran for office, the winner had less than 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 two thousand votes, which means that district, I mean, precinct one hundred four, could could determine alone who represents uh, the people in, in in district one, and we should not let voter apathy, uh, a, a lack of concern uh, for voting, allow one precinct or two precincts or three precincts to determine the representative of that, that precinct. Um, of a whole district, basically. Yeah, of the district. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and you're absolutely right. Um, one of those times where uh, we could have had more of an impact uh, was on the referendum related to the James Brown arena. Um, that was, I can't remember now, about a year ago, I guess. I can't even catch, keep up with when that was. But at, at my precinct, we voted in favor of replacing the current arena and getting, you know, reconstructing a new one. But our turnout was so low. I can't remember it was, it was probably 20% or less. Uh, whereas in some of the other precincts that were against the arena, their turnout was, you know, 60 and 70% to come out and vote against the arena. So those of us who live nearer to the arena, what I say, the downtown precincts like mine and several others really could have made a difference in that race, but turnout just wasn't there. Right. And now mm -hmm. we see what happened at the arena. You see what happened at the arena. I don't know the circumstances around the employee that died. The only thing I know that there was a gas leak and an employee lost his life. Uh, that is a, a tragedy. Uh, and I, I think that uh, if this comes back up on the ballot or when this comes back, us to vote on. I hope that the uh, citizens of, of Richmond County will see the need to have a, a place that's safe, not only for the employees, not only for the uh, uh, ticket buyers, uh, not only for the people that the promoters and the entertainers that will be coming there. I hope that they can see the need to have a, a safe environment for everybody that's gonna enter that arena. Um, we have our high school graduations in that arena. And again, I don't know the circumstances uh, around the, the death of the employee, but that could have occurred on the day that we was having a, a high school graduation. We could have lost hundreds of kids and family members uh, because of that gas leak. So um, 
I, I just hope that it, it uh, comes back up on the ballot, and I just hope that the people are willing to, to support it when it does. All right. One more topic we want to hit uh, related to November, or excuse me, December 6th. We got a U.S. Senate runoff. You know, you look at all the other offices, as, as uh, former Mayor Young and I discussed last time around, Democrats ran this extremely diverse ticket. Uh, each one of those statewide constitutional officers, they had a combination. They had Black men, they had African-American women, Asian woman, had a, a white woman, a white man. No matter what it was, they all lost. And then and the U.S. Senate race, the only one that managed to go to a runoff uh, between two African-American men, one Democratic uh, incumbent, uh, Reverend Warnock, and then, of course, uh, the Republican challenger, uh, Herschel Walker. So um, we got one race, we have this one race going to a runoff. And I just kept asking myself, how did we get here? Because people were telling me, oh, we're going to have a runoff. And I was like, man, <laughs> you know, here we are. How did we get here? Well, um, I think that the Republican Party, uh, they didn't think this out carefully. Uh, they went all the way to Texas, uh, brought Herschel Walker back because he was a great football player at the University of Georgia, uh, because Reverend Warnock had done a, a, a great job representing the people in Georgia in the Senate, uh, they wanted somebody to, they wanted a Republican in that seat. And they felt that Herschel Walker was the man that could carry the ball for them. Well, I think it sort of backfired on them. I don't think uh, Herschel Walker was properly vetted. Um, I had, they, had he been properly vetted, I don't think that the Republican Party uh, would have uh, chose him uh, to, to be their candidate for the Senate. Um, I have friends that um, are Republicans. I know people that are Republicans. Um, and if, if Herschel Walker was a Democrat, if Herschel Walker was a Democrat, there's no way that I could, could vote for him, even if he was running against a, a Republican. And when you look at going down the line, uh, the same people that voted for the governor, that voted for the uh, attorney general, that voted for the superintendent of education, that voted for the secretary of state, all these people voted with with Kemp. But when it comes to Herschel Walker, some of them, a lot of them did not vote with Kemp. And had they uh, had a good qualified candidate in the race, then there wouldn't have been a runoff. And I'm just disappointed that so many Georgians, in, in spite of Herschel Walker's record, decided to support him. 
To me, that's a disappointment. It makes Georgia the laughing stock of the country. And with this runoff, do you venture to predict what's going to happen? What, what are we going to be looking at around midnight on November, on December 6th? You know, uh, uh, when they had the uh, presidential election back in, I think it was 2016, mm -hmm. the, the candidate that won, I said, he would never get the nomination, and he did. And after he got the nomination, I looked at him and, and, and listened to him in several debates. And I, I listened to his campaign ads, and I listened to the uh, uh, people accusing him of doing certain things. And I said, women not going to vote for him. Uh, but he ended up winning. So uh, I don't want to make it. I want to believe that uh, we have enough people in, 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 in the state of Georgia that want to do what's right for the state of Georgia. And it's not about putting a Republican uh, or Democrat uh, in the Senate, it's about putting uh, a, a good person in the city, in the Senate. In the, uh, Senate. And I think uh, Herschel Walker is just not that person. Um, I, 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 I've seen the commercial that said that, that, that I could pray for Herschel Walker, but I can't vote for him. Um, and these, this is a person who said in the past said voted Republican. Um, it's just a just a wait and see. This is one race I'm gonna probably stay up all night uh, until I uh, get the results. I don't want to wake up and find out who won. I want I want to yeah. stay up. <laughs> Well, you might have to, depending on how long it takes to count. You might have to wake up and find yeah. out. But we'll see again what the turnout is going to be. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I just hope I just hope that uh, the people in Georgia realize what's at stake. I just hope that uh, uh, people don't stay at home because they say, "Well, the Democrats already have the majority," so it doesn't matter if I vote or not. It, it does matter because we have a, a Democratic uh, that um, on key issues, he will not support the Democratic Party. So that uh, extra vote will allow uh, uh, Biden to get some of his agendas and some of his uh, programs through. And the bottom line is that we are the, uh, a lot of us are the recipients of these programs. Uh, when running for a commission and I'm out campaigning, I've had people to tell me that um, I only vote for the president. And my response was, well, if the trash is not picked up or there's a pothole on the street, call the president and see what happens. 
Um, politics really, where you really, where I really feel the effects of politics is at the local level. And I think uh, uh, local politics is, is, um, is, is really the uh, politics where you feel the effects. I've heard um, people say, yeah, they got too many big fish to fry. And what I tell them is that a lot of fishermen use minnows to catch big fish. Um, so we can't take anything for granted. And I'm just encouraging people to go out and vote to support the candidate of your choice. And it was once told that a, a voteless people is a hopeless people. And, and I don't want to believe that the uh, residents of the uh, great state of Georgia is hopeless. Uh, I want to believe that, that they're going to go out in large numbers and they're going to support the candidate of their choice and uh, accept uh, the results of, uh, of the election. Thank you so much for so well stating the premise of the Local Matters podcast. That's why we're here, because people have to understand that their quality of life is largely impacted by what happens at the local level. Um, one more thing I want you to share with us before we end this episode, and that is you're retired from your job. You are no longer an elected official. What do you do all day? Are you still involved in community stuff? I am. Um... Well, I, I played piano, you know, uh, I went to my doctor. I, I, I had a doctor's visit today at one o'clock and uh, they ran some tests and the doctor told me that I had gained five pounds and my blood pressure was up. And I told my doctor, I don't see how that could be, that I get about four or five hours of exercise every day, except Saturday and Sunday. So my doctor asked me, what do I do? And I told him I'd go out to the Brigham Center and I play cards. And he said, that don't count. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I do play cards, but I also um, um, I work with people that are running for office. Um, I also have families that I've uh, grown close to that uh, whenever there's a food drive, I'll pick up food baskets and, and take them a food basket. I've taken them uh, turkeys uh, for Thanksgiving. Um, I still have a good relationship with a lot of the department heads in, in the city. And uh, a lot of people that, uh, will call me about certain issues and I will ask them, well, have you called your commissioner? And if they said, yes, but I haven't gotten a positive response, I, I pick up the phone and I call department heads. Um, I enjoyed my term as a, as a commissioner. And, and what I enjoyed more than anything else is being able to uh, sit down 
and talk face to face with my mm -hmm. constituents about issues that they may have. Uh, when I was living downtown, I would ride my bicycle uh, throughout my district and I would hand out business cards and I would uh, uh, let the people that this is my number. If there's something that's concerned you, don't hesitate to pick up the phone and give me a call. And once I got a call, I would respond to that call. Uh, Sometimes they didn't get the results that they were looking for, but they was impressed with the fact that somebody responded to their phone calls. They was impressed with the fact that this is the first time a commissioner has sat in my living room and talked to me. And what, I, what I've heard more than anything else is that a lot of times, the only time we see elected officials is when they're running for office. Um, and I think that has to change. I think that uh, elected officials should become in, involved in, in community events. Uh, recently, uh, after the election, after the election is over with, uh, and the elected officials that I supported, we had a spaghetti dinner for the residents of Urban Towers. Um, and, and they explain their position, what their role, what their duties and responsibility were. We ate spaghetti, we played bingo and gave out prizes. And they really appreciated that. I think we need to do more of that. I think the Democratic Party needs to do more of that if they expect uh, a big turnout in 2024. Thank you so much for being a guest on Local Matters. It's a perfect way for us to close out today. I wish you and all of our listeners a wonderful Thanksgiving week. Thank you and the same to you. Please join Local Matters next week when we'll have Reverend Carlton Howard and Scott Cambers who are candidates for Georgia State House District 129. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net because local matters.